Hey guys, and welcome to episode 264 of Built on Passion. I'm your host, Matt Buono, and this week we have on Gosney founder, Tom Gosney. Gosney makes extremely high quality, innovative ovens designed to not just make fantastic pizza, but give you the opportunity to maximize your culinary efforts right in your backyard. Tom's path to starting Gosney was not at all linear and far from easy, but there's a consistent theme that followed him through the ups and downs. It all started when his passion for cooking led him to build a pizza oven. What started out as a fun project to keep his hands busy quickly began to snowball and grow, leading him to build oven after oven. Home oven builds led to restaurant builds and eventually to push beyond the limits and dream up a way to give everyone the opportunity to have access to a pizza oven and enjoy its versatility to make some truly incredible meals. They've had some seriously notable partners with some well-known chefs and frequently put out recipes to help you get inspired. Tom's vision for building Gosney isn't solely to dream up and make innovative products. He aims to break down the barriers of cooking and baking and help people enjoy it as much as he does. Despite rampantly growing success, building Gosney wasn't exactly all sunshine and bubblegum. A lot of its success relied on Tom's tenacity to keep getting up and moving forward and his passion to see his vision through. In this episode of Built on Passion, Tom Gosney shares what led him to start Gosney and the lead up to its now global footprint, a better look at how he developed Gosney's latest product, and his how and why behind starting Gosney. Tom, thanks for joining me today. Hey, how's it going, Matt? Oh, it's going great. How's it over there? It's good. I have just landed in the, in the US from the UK. My wife and I and the kids moved over here. We've been here for about two weeks. So we're just sort of settling into the, the where life in the US, which is awesome. Oh, man. Where are you guys based now? So we are, we, I'm currently sat in Park City in Utah, which is awesome. We're like up in the mountains. We're like 7,000 feet above sea level, adapting to the altitudes and having a great time, man. It's an awesome, it's an awesome place. Yeah, it's beautiful out there. It really is. It's like very different from the south of England that we're used to. The, the sun actually comes out and there are blue skies here, which is, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, apparently, apparently that area gets like the most sunny days in the US too. So you like nailed it. You were, you were right in there. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And how's, how's New York for you, man? It's been good. I mean, we got, like I said, we got hit with a storm, but we're, we're hanging on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for the listener who's unfamiliar, who are you? Who's Tom Gosney? So yeah, like my, my name is Tom Gosney. I run a business called Gosney. We specialize in making wood-fired ovens. And so I started my journey best part of a decade ago when I built a, a handmade brick oven in my garden in the south coast of England. It was never really supposed to be a business when I started building an oven. It was it was almost like it was a bit of fun. I, I sort of lent into cooking for my friends. And one evening we made pizzas in the conventional oven and they were soggy and a bit rubbish. And I literally said to my girlfriend, who's now my wife, that I'm going to buy a pizza oven for the garden. Went online, thousands and thousands of pounds in England back at the time. They were, just weren't mainstream or widely known. And so literally the next morning, I started digging foundations and, and building, you know, building my own hand-built brick oven. And, and that, that was really how the business was born. And fast forward a decade, and we have a breadth of products spanning from, from the home domestic market for homes and gardens all over the world. And we also sell a range of like professional Neapolitan ovens that we've been very successful at selling in the UK. We've, we've become the sort of UK market leader for wood-fired ovens through some of the innovation and R&D that we've done. 
Yeah, I was before our call, I was checking out your products. Obviously, the the portable kind of backyard, I guess, put anywhere ovens, those are, are great. But seeing some of the, I'm kind of surprised to see the, the commercial ones. A lot of them seem like really, you know, specific detail, you know, thrown into there. Do you do custom with it too? Or is it just... So we, yeah, Matt, we have done custom in the past. We we sort of lent in with some very brands and chains. There was there's one specific commercial chain that we worked with quite closely. There's, there's actually a US business called Mod Pizza, and they're like a fast casual. They're, they're one of the fastest growing restaurant chains in the US. That those guys, and there's a similar brand called Blaze Pizza that's born out of California. Mod are born out of Seattle. And so that mod came to the UK. How long ago was that? Maybe four or five years ago. And we made this giant spaceship of an oven. It was crazy. It was this like this 35 pizza capacity, dual burner, underfloor heating. It was like an insane piece of kit. It, it could produce like three, four hundred pizzas an hour. It was an absolute beast. But, you know, we we actually, so we did do that custom design. We also worked very closely with a with a sort of Neapolitan leading restaurant chain in the UK called Frank Amanka. And we did some sort of custom work with them, which was, which was awesome. And so we've done some custom stuff. We've got a really good breadth of knowledge around the science behind wood-fired cooking, which has really helped us like design products into the consumer market as well. That's awesome. So you created your first oven, I guess, what was the progression to start making more and more and more? Did people start reaching out to you? Did you take it? Going back in the, the poignancy of why I built my oven and why it became so special to me, I was sort of like really lost as a, as a younger individual. So I, not through, not through any sort of environmental factors in my life, you know, really good upbringing, really good childhood, but sort of, Got, got mixed up in my teenage years and partied way too hard and 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 just went down a track. I've got a very addictive personality and went down a track that was probably not the most productive pathway that I could have taken. And so this sort of meaning and poignancy to this, but uh, at the age of 21, I, I ended up spending best part of a year in in treatment in a rehabilitation center in South Africa and so I was I was I was pretty lost and in a rut and I couldn't stop doing what I was doing you know drinking excessively and and doing doing other things and so I when I left when I left treatment I left to venture to 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 build a life of sobriety and you know I and that's and that's what I've done and I'm you know was successful at doing that to date I, I never say that I'm consistently successful because that would that would be stupid but um 15 years in going strong love a lifestyle of recovery and so don't drink today don't smoke don't do anything like that and so there, there was a really interesting poignancy when I built a wood-fired oven in my garden I, I suppose at the age of 21 removing yourself from a life where so many of your friends are still venturing into that lifestyle it was like a really vulnerable time as a young man and I, I suppose like that was why there was real poignancy to leaning into cooking. It was it was like my vehicle for, for a social life. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd had to mature quite quickly overnight and, you know, not going out clubbing and to bars and all of that stuff. And so for me, cooking big and like making epic food was a way that I could like have real a real sense of community and enjoyment with my friends. And and that was it really. I, I like I made pizza, sorry, one evening in the convention oven at home, like I said earlier, and they were soggy and rubbish. And lent me to building the oven in the garden. And then something really, really magical happened. And this is this is the beauty of what's really captured the essence of Gosney and why we've got purpose and we're building a brand. 
around this because it's so meaningful to me but i you know i built a pizza oven in the garden and it just literally completely transformed the way that i socialized all of a sudden my friends that would come and visit they weren't bringing their six pack of beers anymore they were bringing toppings right the beers the beers sort of got forgotten about and like the oven created this sense of community and connection that was like by default just having this product in the garden it completely changed my social existence and gave me such a solid foundation for my recovery that I was like not in a super vulnerable place, you know, being surrounded by alcohol and other things. I was sort of found this vehicle for, for interacting with people socially. And that was magical to me. And so built that. And then, then my friends had, you know, they just loved it as well. And so friends, parents were asking me to build hand-built brick ovens and so on and so forth. And so I did that for maybe three or four months and then quite quickly realized that there was something really magical there. But what what I was building and like the bigger sort of hand-built brick ovens, they were super hard to build. They took a long time. They were quite expensive to make and there was just no scalability from a business perspective. So I decided that I would go on a quest to design an oven that was more affordable for people to purchase and easier to install. And so that's exactly what I did. I spent probably four or five months researching refractory materials, which are like high heat concrete and like clay-based materials that different people from all over the world were using to build wood-fired ovens. And I designed a first precast oven. So it was like a little concrete igloo that was made from a from a special type of clay. I got a five thousand pound loan from my mum. I spent £2,000 on a mould and £2,000 on a website. And that was like the beginning of the journey of the, the business. And and that that was it, really. And then, you know, like the real work starts, right? You're working out your spare bedroom. You learn how to market. You learn how to, you know, manage customers' expectations, product design. Like it was a sort of grassroots story where I just did everything, you know, learn how to do everything independently. And so that that was it, really. And and fortunately, you know, there, there was a good vision for designing a product that that created such an impact in people's lives but then all of a sudden wood street wood fired ovens just started becoming more mainstream it was it was just a really interesting movement our timing was spot on we saw more and more restaurants leaning into making neapolitan pizza in the uk um as we started building commercial ovens and then quite a famous uk-based chef called jamie oliver started started really leaning into using wood-fired ovens on his cooking shows, which was just incredible for us. It was like, you know, he, he bought into a wood-fired oven business when I was maybe maybe two years into running the company. And I was like, oh, goodness, this is, this is going to be awful. Like, we can't compete with Jamie Oliver. That was like my default setting because I had no real experience in running a business. But actually... Jamie just created a huge amount of awareness on mainstream TV for wood-fired ovens. And we were exceptionally good quality, UK made, like beautiful little products. And we just, we just grew, you know, we, we helped to generate awareness through content as well and stuff like that in the market. But we, we grew and that's where the business really gained some momentum. And then I suppose some of the interesting parts of my journey, Matt, were like, you know, I was booted out of all my schools. I was expelled from colleges. I just didn't really last anywhere I went because I was such a naughty little sod when I was a kid. And then I, I really started to realize in the early days of running the business that I was super ambitious, really driven to build something. Not not because I was like necessarily driven by money, but I was I was sort of driven by purpose. Firstly, I didn't want to work for anyone else. Secondly, I, I 
really wanted to prove every teacher and person out there wrong that I was going to amount to something. And I think that was a, that was a bit of a driver in the early days as well. When I came out of rehab, you know, I almost like a little bit of something to prove that I could make a success of myself and like not be that guy that parties and is quite reckless and so on and so forth. And so I really realised that I was quite ambitious and that I was actually quite a good engineer at designing products. And so I really lent into that. And that's how Gosney started to truly evolve as, as a brand. You know, we, I, I was sort of exceptionally creative as an individual. So I, I love connecting with consumers. I love cooking and I love solving problems in the market. And so creating products that were accessible and affordable that generated the joy that they generated for me was something that was really interesting to me. And I, I truly lent into like, you know, how we could generate products that that made wood-fired cooking more accessible for the wider market. And that's really how the innovation story started at Gosney. Talk about a whirlwind. That's I love the theme of creation too. It's like making a pizza oven for yourself in some way started off your architecture career. You know, you have to make these structures. Pizza ovens like there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just a linear shape. I, I loved it. You know, I some fundamental things I'm super passionate about. I, I love design and designing the aesthetics of our products and then coupling that with engineering to make them work brilliantly. We were so fortunate in our journey at Gosney that we were, you know, to, to your earlier question, Matt, like we, we'd lent in and built custom ovens for like exceptionally experienced pizza brands right and so you know we were we were taught through our customers around engineering because we had to solve problems for them so like me and me and my small team of sort of engineering guys that are at work that just a phenomenal team they're like you know brilliant we've been on such a journey together we had to we had to solve these issues like pizza has to cook in this time it has to have the right amount of leoparding on the top and consistently cooked on the bottom. So you learn all about the scientific ratios of a commercial oven and like having that breadth of understanding of the engineering, coupling it with like the creativity for the aesthetic industrial design and then marrying those two things together. That's where like magic really happened for us as a brand. And, you know, it was, it was just awesome. And, and, and going from seeing product concepts sketched out on a sketch pad through to live prototypes, through to mass production, through to being, you know, I don't even know how many countries that we sell to now, but, you know, over 50 countries around the world have Gosney products in their gardens. It's crazy. It's like, you know, like proper pinch yourself stuff when you've come from the beginnings that I came from to to where we are now. It's it's sort of beyond my wildest dreams of expectations of what we could have achieved as a brand. And and to me, truly, it feels like feels like we're just getting started as well, which is which is awesome, which I love. That's what I love to hear. And I, I think that, you know, when you were talking about Jamie Oliver and he kind of getting into with pizza ovens, a pizza oven is, is really just an oven. You can go way beyond pizza with it too. So between that and you actually come together to learn and figure out how to build these pizza ovens, you're you're basically building it for the person who would want it yourself. So you can kind of divorce yourself from, I guess the atypical classic way that you would create a pizza oven and kind of bring in your own, huh, well, maybe someone wants this. Like I would want this thing. There's definitely someone out there who's looking for, you know, some minor tweak or major tweak to fit that. That's awesome. I think for me, it was like in in some of the most recent innovation, Matt, it was like, especially with the dome, the the new products that we've launched, it's about fusing. I, I wouldn't say convenience because there's a real craft to using products that is part of the fascination and the enjoyment. So if, if it was like, if it was like sort of set it and forget it, push and play, you know, and it does it all for you, we do have elements of that in our products where we use them with gas, but it's about truly harnessing the romance of wood-fired cooking with making it easier through product design. 
And so like making tools and like selling the right sized wood and having the right sized wood trays that makes it easy to load the wood. And you don't have to, you know, with some of our bigger commercial ovens, there's a, there's a real sort of artisan craft to using them successfully. And so harnessing the enjoyment of that craft, but making it easier for mainstream consumers to have great results at home. And, you know, essentially we've seen through our products, people are able to make like restaurant quality food in their homes, like really easily, you know, like, Dough, for example, is four ingredients, you know, yeast, water, salt and flour. And you can make magic happen with that. You can you can ferment it for three days and then you get these Neapolitan pizzas that come out that are just literally a work of art. And it's just a beautiful process. And so like being able to to deliver products that give people the gift of making that at home is like incredible for me. That was, you know, that was su- super awesome. But to your point about um, the innovation and, and things that we would want consumers to have, like the dome is dome is a step change in the global market, the Gosney dome, the new product that we have, you know, we have some really, really cool features built within it that we've spent a long time obsessing over like three, four years in design. You know, the product predominantly is styled off a Neapolitan. It's like, I like to call it a, a it's like a contemporary Neapolitan aesthetic, right? So it, it looks like a, a giant big commercial oven that would sit in the corner of a really cool Neapolitan restaurant, but it's 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 got this sort of modern package in this, and it's it sits on a what we call our docking system that's got uh, an accessory port, so we can plug in hot smokers, cold smokers into it, so you can turn it into a smoker. It looks like a restaurant caliber pizza oven. Like you walk into a pizza place and you're like, boom, there's like the yeah. That was the design intent behind it. It was firstly the just Neapolitan ovens are just so unbelievably cool looking. And they, you know, they they've got this like, they've got this presence in restaurants that creates a feeling that it's hard to hard to explain. It's like got this like sort of dominant aggressive look, these big cast iron fascias and the big brows on them, and they just look mean and awesome. And then they've got like fire chugging out of them and and you just pulling awesome food out of them and so i i wanted to create that feeling with a product for a home user and so that was really like the design intent behind the aesthetics of the dome and then when you get into the engineering we wanted to produce a product that could do more than cook a pizza so we have a like a patented accessory port on the side that means that we can bolt in future accessories cold smoking attachments like automated smoking attachments that feed fuel in and things like that Plus, it's got an inbuilt steamer, so you can inject steam when you're making sourdough bread for true sourdough enthusiasts, and use it with wood or gas. So it's just, it's just a, it's just an awesome bit of kit. It's and uh, it's been incredible, slightly stressful journey in 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 the world that we're living in currently. In the last sort of two years of of not being able to travel and trying to bring a product to market in in COVID, that is such an incredible piece of innovation but not being able to travel out to meet our manufacturing partners and things like that has been challenging so whilst we've had loads and loads of fun bringing it to market there there have been some stresses with it we the demand for the product was incredible and um sort of sideswiped us when we launched it we launched it in actually launched it on like felt like a good idea at the time i launched it on my wife's birthday the demand was crazy we sort of underestimated the demand for the product and um we launched it in october digitally to the world and we hadn't really put much budget behind the launch of it. Like we'd launched it, we'd partnered up with a series of like sort of culinary partners that we have, like influencers that are friends of the brand. I don't really like the term influencers. To me, actually, like they're people that they're just admirers of our products and they happen to have like larger followings. We 
really partner with them but like we you know we don't have a sort of transactional inauthentic approach to partnering with these guys they just love our products we make wicked products i saw that though there's maddie matheson he's like i mean talk about like authentic like down-to-earth person that's like he's an influencer but yeah it kind of goes beyond that he's like hey here are the things i like check this cool thing out here you go. Yeah. And we we would never actually truly partner with anyone that wasn't that didn't love our products as much as us. And and that's the thing. And so we 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 you know we will we'll we got chatting to Matty, we sent him a sent him a rock box and he just loved it. And you know, and it was just so organic. Like the relationship between us was just so organic. But we so we we partnered with like 30 or 40 different influencers. Um and we launched the dome on my wife's birthday, and it was it was crazy, man. It was just you know, we we couldn't have expected it to go the way that it went. We did eight, $8 million in sales in eight hours. Just, it was insane. It was insane. It was insane, man. It was insane. And, and you know, we we had, you know, without going too much into the details, we, we, we were selling it in batches and we had a technical issue with transferring over to the batches. And so the, the, the experience for consumers trying to purchase wasn't smooth. And like, you know, we, we, we faced into that. We had some technical issues and the demand that we generated, what was actually happening is we uploaded a batch. We launched at a certain time before we could even, you know, before you could even click refresh, that batch was sold out. And then you had to manually upload a new one. And then that was sold out. It's like Glastonbury tickets. And so what we had, unfortunately, we had customers that were there at the front of the queue that by the time they got into the checkout and clicked buy, it was out of stock. And then it would happen again. And again, the demand was just so great. It was insane. We literally had to turn sales off eight hours in because we were just selling too many of them. We, we you know, with the, the lead time was getting pushed out so far. We hadn't expected the demand to be where it was. We knew it was going to be successful, but it really, it really gained energy. Was it tough to communicate with uh, like your audience when this was going on? Were they like, oh my God, like, is this real? Like, yeah. What? So, so I think, you know, it, it wasn't the smoothest journey for, for people trying to purchase. Like I said, you know, it was almost, it was almost like a little bit of a fight to the checkout, you know, like we, we say in England, you know, you know, a Glastonbury festival, it's like Glastonbury tickets. You're there at like on the hour to buy them and by three minutes past it sold out. And it was, a, it was a similar level of energy like that. And so it was, whilst it was, incredible to generate so much demand for a product that we'd worked on for three or four years it was it was a shame that we didn't that we weren't able to fulfill every single loyal customer's requirements in in purchasing you know we had to turn sales off and so there was a large proportion of people that missed out in purchasing one which was which was a shame the demand and the support for the product was was you know just it was it was a super proud moment in light of it being you know it was it was a it was a it's like a, a really amazing positive experience coupled with coupled with it not not being uh, as smooth running as we would like to have been so so you know it was it was six of one and a half dozen the other but still fundamentally very exciting for the brand to have created a product that had such like mass appeal you know which is which is a very exciting place for gosney to be today first of all for for anyone listening stop what you're doing right now Go on gosney.com and look up the dome and I, that'll probably answer any kind of mystique behind, you know, what, what we're talking about here. It, the aesthetic is beautiful. What really blows my mind is the first thing that I think of when I think of pizza oven is, oh, pizza oven. I don't know how much pizza I'm going to make. And it seems like, especially with the dome, you kind of solve that issue by integrating, oh, you could just do so much more than just pizza because it's now a smoker. It's now a steamer. You can, it's an oven, so you can kind of cook all sorts of stuff in it, but you introduce these ways to use it in just beyond just the the linear pizza oven method it's amazing i feel like that that 
fulfills that removes the someone's really into cooking. Obviously, COVID, everyone was uh, couldn't really go places. They got in cooking, pick up picking up new skills. You made it possible to basically have something you can go just take it, run with it, and make all sorts of stuff. Yeah, something incredibly like sensory around cooking with wood. You know, it, it produces like a drier heat. So the best crackling that you'll ever have on pork, like standards, hands down, like effortless and just amazing because of the dry heat of a fire. And then being able to like slow roast and put different flavored, you know, like I cook lamb in the dome here and it's one of my favorite things to cook. We build a wood fire, let it reduce down to embers. Then I put a roasting joint of lamb in like a leg. Then I just get handfuls of fresh rosemary and like chuck them on the embers and shut the door. And it just fills the oven with like rosemary infused smoke. And so you sort of like got this live dry heat roasting environment where you're infusing it with like rosemary smoke, just stuff you can't do inside. And it's just, that's the magic. You know, there's such a misconception with pizza ovens that they're pizza, the the name's in the name, right? It's a pizza oven, but actually like branching off. And that's something that we really wanted to achieve with the dome. You know, like I, I, I sort of fundamentally name it internally at work as an outdoor oven. Like we, we sell outdoor ovens, right? And um, you know, pizza is is one amazing part, but only one part of the brilliance of the product. Everything about it seems so thoughtfully made. So you mentioned getting all the materials was kind of a pain, rightfully so. Every single person I've had on talking about just running a product driven business and COVID, there that's just kind of it's really on the nose, and I don't think anyone can really escape it. Yeah, it's a real it's a real shame because coupled with the demand of the product at the launch and some people missing out, I don't like blaming other people. You know, I'm I'm the CEO of the business. I'm running a business. I'd like to deliver on my promises. So I I really don't I, I you know we really don't make announcements blaming blaming the global market hugely. Like I don't really try not to lean into that. But the world that we're navigating today in a, in a COVID world, whilst there's been a huge amount of upside for so many businesses, there's there's so many headwinds as well. Like global supply chain and logistics you know is insane not 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 to mention you know elevated costs and things like that you know shipping containers now shipping them across the world they used to be like three thousand dollars they're now twenty thousand dollars it's like it's it's insane it's insane it's like it's actually it's like six seven x the cost to ship shipping containers around the world now and so and and our, our poor ops team at work you know they, they've they've really they've really they've really had a tough time well you know like we're, we're in a fast-growing business and so we we um we we you know business is about sol- solving problems and fulfilling fulfilling demand for things that you generate and so we're trying to solve the problems as best we can but the headwinds in a global market from logistics and an operational perspective has, has been it's been tough over the last year and a half but you know like you said matt like Every single product-related brand around the world is in the same boat. And so, you know, it's just, it is what it is. There's no escaping it. How do you ship something like this in terms of like these, like the, the dome? Is that like super huge? How do you, how do you? So get- it's about 30 inches wide by about 28 inches deep and weighs 140 pounds, right? And so we we can ship them via like UPS or FedEx, but, you know, it's it's a challenge. We, we, we you know, they're big. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're big products to move, and so like whilst we can ship them on a on a on a courier network, you know, they 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 still are, are, are relatively big and heavy. But um, you know, we we've 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 done well with it so 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 far. We've got good logistics partners, and it's 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 been okay so far. I think the benefit too is if you're getting a pizza oven, you know, you're getting a pizza oven. So it's not like anyone would be like, oh yeah, it'll just be like the size of like. At some point, there's got to be like, okay, we you know we know where uh what we're getting here. 
I think it's, you know, fundamentally easy to deliver the dome over, like you said, some of the bigger stone ovens that we have, they come on a pallet, require like four guys to lift. The dome, the dome is a, a two-person lift. I mean, I, I'll set it up on my own. I shouldn't really say that out loud because we're, we're not legally allowed to say within our manuals that you should. But, you know, I've I've picked it up and put it on our, on our stand on my own. But, you know, two-person two lift, you can you can sort of pick it up and move it. And so it, it does bring a level of convenience and it also delivers like incredible traditional stone oven results and so it's again like i said to you earlier in the call matt it's it's about sort of fusing you know our job as an innovation team is to make the essence and the romance of wood-fired cooking easier and more accessible and that's not in just the cooking with the accessories that's also in the entire process of receiving delivering and 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 onboarding the oven into your life you know so we we, we try our best to make that a smooth process speaking of innovation what does the process look like for developing this stuff i mean is it just trial and error you just kind of dream of oh it'd be really cool if we had like like a, introduce a cold smoker i mean you're burning wood anyway it's really the perfect marriage how do you come up with i guess different things different ovens different features things like that it's super easy for me right because i just love the products that we produce right i'm i love cooking at home it's not driven through like a huge amount of science it's just like oh that's like fundamentally really cool to have that. And I love doing this. I love smoking a bit of brisket. I love doing these things. Wouldn't it be cool if we could do that in this oven? This oven could do more than just cook a pizza. And like, and we could make features that really lean into like making that easy for, for home cooks. And so that's really it. It's just like, it's like having a notepad by the bed. And so at 2am in the morning, when you wake up with a crazy idea, you can jot it down and then like, evolve that into something really meaningful and lock down a product spec and then taking that from a from a conception to through to r&d it's loads of prototype building loads of testing you know really leaning like i've said on on some of the some of the the the, the commercial science that we've learned through the professional ovens and like really leaning on that and and fundamentally learning about you know uh, uh, you know the the way people have traditionally smoked foods the way you know like really like getting into that like with the steamer like truly understanding how people bake sourdough bread with steam you know so we've got some we've got some sourdough evangelists at work that absolutely love making bread and so you know we would we would just trial it and make loads and loads of loaves wood-fired loaves of bread with injecting steam and it just it's really about trial and error that's why it takes a long time you know, at Gosney, we, we we don't we don't necessarily we don't rush things out. We really take our time to be meaningful about the features that we produce and that we put into the products, and and so so they fundamentally work. Yeah, and that's you know that's why we've had brilliant success with the brand. We've released products that are that are excellent and and that really work, and that's that's what's given us the traction that we've that we've gained. It gives you such opportunity to take those specific things and even zoom in on them and kind of open that up too. Even still, like people are coming out with all this crazy stuff, this new technology, like introducing like completely new tools and new methods of doing things to say, oh, okay, we can like make this crazy complex dish now. You've just given yourself agency to do that too. That's amazing. And that's super, super fun, right? And I suppose, you know, we've got really unique culture at Gosney and I suppose we're, 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 growing a, we're growing a business and we're a global company now that's growing really quickly, which is like I said earlier on the on the call, it's just, you know, beyond my wildest expectations of what we could have, where we could have been when we started the business. You know, I, I had sort of short term goals and I never even thought about being bigger than outside the UK when we started. I mean, you know, it's, it's crazy. And so now being like a truly global business is 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 insane, firstly. But I suppose one of the key drivers for me, Matt, is like 
we all work so much as individuals, right? And in, in the fast-paced world that we work in, and so I just I really want to like whilst we're running a a, a more of a grown-up business now, I just want to have fun. I want to get out of bed in the morning. I want to work around people that love what they do. I uh, you know like generate happiness and a sense of community in people's lives through our products and literally just like i love work i get up every morning we design products we eat food we chat about challenges we overcome them it's like it's a really fun process to grow a business and it's like you know if if you can have fun in your work i just think you're winning at life and like that was that was the that was the sort of core thing for me when doing this like designing products that we all love that we can all use as a team together and then sharing them with the world. And like, that's, that's an amazing journey to be part of. And I feel very privileged to be around such like-minded people sharing that journey. Even more importantly, sharing the things that you're passionate about too. I mean, it, everything about it, like the way that you, I guess, kind of fell into this, the way you progressed it, it's, it's not just at the end of the day, making a thing and having people have it. There's reason behind it. And that's the thing. I think that like makes it so much more, I don't know, meaningful. We're on a journey to like build the business into something super, super meaningful. You know, we, we've got big plans. So I've, I've recently, uh, like I said at the beginning of the call, just moved to the US and um, we've got such a phenomenal opportunity here. The US market has been absolutely exploding for us. You know, our, our Rockbox sales are a small portable oven. They're like, over 250% year on year growth. And, you know, so like that is just flying and the dome as well now, now coming out, you know, we've just got such a phenomenal opportunity. You know, I, I look at some brands out there that have done amazing things. You know, I look at the likes of like Yeti coolers and, you know, Traeger, the, the pellet smoking brand recently went public, just incredible growth journeys that these brands have taken. And, 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 and I suppose that's what, you know, like, like I've said previously, or just a second ago on the call, it's it's not like a, for me, the business isn't about like making a big pot of cash and sitting on a yacht and rubbing my hands together like an evil Bond villain and like not doing anything with my life. Like that doesn't really interest me. I, I want to build a, a globally recognized household brand and it's, it's centered in the foundation of it for me was all based on community because I was in such a vulnerable position in my life. Like you said, it's like, it's truly authentic, like the reason that the brand exists. And so for me, the prospect of growing our business now, you know, like the commercials and the upside opportunity with the finances is just one thing, which is just a really amazing bonus to 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 have at the end of a or, or midway through a journey where you're just really enjoying yourself. It's just like it feels too good to be true. But like building the brand now into something like super, super meaningful, like a global recognized household name for like generating that sense of community and enjoyment in people's lives like that to me gives me warm and fuzzies right and so we're we're now in a position where we've got like very very exciting foundations laid we've got a great product that we've just released but uh, again like uh, an amazing roadmap of new products coming as well soon which is really exciting and we've 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 built an exceptional team of people within the business you know we've got like world-class team of passionate people that are just doing an absolutely killer job and we're just going to build upon that now and now it's like time for us to start pulling levers to really scale and so like looking inspirationally looking at some of the journeys of like yeti traeger Kamado joe brands like that in our space or in the grilling space that have just grown into these 
truly inspirational innovative brands like that's that's what i want to do i want i want to be that next big success story but not you know not 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 necessarily for for the pot of gold at the bottom of the rainbow it's like it's building out a team of like-minded people having community within the company where we're all going after something we can all be part of like a phenomenal success story like getting out of bed in the morning to do that and getting to a point where I can look back in 10 years and say like, we smashed it and, you know, and feel like, like a personal ambition perspective, I can look back at the career and building Gosney and said, yeah, like I really nailed my potential. I really like pushed the boundaries and like done something really meaningful. And that to me is like super exciting, you know, looking back and doing, going on a journey that, very very few people get to be part of like a fast growth journey like that and like that to me is incredibly exciting how that reverberates out too into the world i mean it's it's again it's not like a cavalier thing you're giving people sure the means to cook but also experiences you know no one gets a pizza oven just to so that they can sit and make pizzas by themselves it's bringing people together you know cooking together having a meal so it i feel that that even has a greater impact than you might not ever even be able to conceive yeah, which is which is crazy, right? So cool. It's awesome, man. It looks like we have time for one more question. For anyone who's trying, just I guess figuring it out, maybe flirting with the idea of starting a business or looking for the right passion, the right thing to channel their, their energy into, what advice would you give them? I guess some of the core things that are built within me are like fierce, fierce determination. Like, you cannot tell me no, right? Like you cannot tell me no. And that was, you know, that was the same when I was a little shit and I was using, like, I would just do my thing, right? Fiercely determined, very stubborn, very driven, whether that was driven in a good or a bad direction. It used to be bad, now it's good. We live in quite, in the UK, it's quite a cynical nation. You know, people people don't necessarily applaud success as much as they do necessarily in the States from, you know, my small amount of experience here. And so I suppose in the early days, you know, there, there, there's lots of like cynicism around starting a business and like, well, you can't do this. You don't, you know, you're not qualified to do that. You can't do this. And I'm like, effort to all of those people. I'm like, you don't know me. You don't know what I'm capable of. You don't, you don't, you don't know anything about me. And so when I told everybody that I was building a pizza oven business, people laughed at me. They were like, a pizza oven business? That's stupid. Like, who... Who spends that amount of money to cook a pizza? You know, we even had it in UK mainstream press. It was insane. Some of the some of the national papers, like the more sort of less premium, more budget papers, would would compare us to like why buy this six hundred and forty nine pound product when you can buy one hundred and seventy four Dominoes that you have one Dominoes a week and you've got nine years worth of pizza. You know, and like, so I, I don't know, there was just like lo- lots of lots of like cynical people out there. And I suppose dogged determination is something that I've got in bucket loads for me, you know, and I, I suppose like I am creative. I, I've designed our products. I've got good vision for that. The determination and the drive not to, you know, to get back up when you've been knocked down was was, you know, I could have. If, if I was sort of less resilient and less robust, I could have quit like. 20 times easily with the stress that's hit that's hit me in growing this business you know like in the first few years you know sales momentum not being there like always literally running such a fine line with basically being bankrupt or making you know making it and and so like that's pretty unnerving for a lot of people and but it doesn't necessarily need to be like that I think I just 
natural inclination to to drive it probably harder than I should have done and take risks bigger than I should have done. But it's enabled us to grow faster. But I suppose figuring out something like one one of the key benefits for me is like it's never been business, right? It's never been about rubbing my hands sitting on a super yacht somewhere you know that's that's not the end goal for me the end goal is something more meaningful the, the well the end goal really isn't an end goal it's a journey of building something meaningful and i think i think you know you you start to talk about we had lots of conversations get get approached by lots of private equity funds talking about exits and big multiples and big lumps of money right and and i think like priorities in the business start to change if you're doing it purely from a from a like i want to get rich perspective and you start making decisions i, I suppose i've always been consumer obsessed i love our consumers i love what they want what they need and i love them enjoying our products so i always aim to make our products as best as they could possibly be that sort of segueing into the point that i would raise about if there's something that someone is truly passionate about lean into something that you like really want to get out of bed in the morning to talk about and you know if if there are problems in that industry or like solutions for issues that need to be fixed you know think creatively about like value you could add to that sector and and go after it i think the other thing that i i did for too long you know i i did ev- i i did i i was responsible for a lot of the, the departments in the business for probably longer than i should have been and actually like you know i'm like areas that i i don't lean into as much you know like finance operations all that stuff i'm a creative guy i think you know, really pulling in help in those areas as well, getting people to complement your skill sets and not being afraid to, to delegate things out has been super important to me to get the business to grow. Difficult as well when you fundamentally built everything from scratch. But I would say, um, summary to your to your question, Matt, you know, like dogged determination, not letting people drag you down. You know, you will get people every day that tell you that you can't achieve something. Don't listen to them. You're, you, you know, you build your own destiny and you build your own future. And I've just like got out of bed every morning, given it 110% every day, worked, worked my backside off for, for a long time. And it, and it takes a long time. So, that, you know, being disheartened is, is so funny. You see, you see brands that like explode overnight, but you don't see the 20 years of graft that someone's put in laying foundations before they can get to that point. And it honestly feels for me like I've done a decade of foundation building with an incredible team. And it's like to this point now where we, where we are like in a really prime position to really go for it. And I think, you know, Gosney will become a big brand quite quickly and it'll look like an overnight success, but there's a decade of graft that's gone into it. So, you know, don't be disheartened by it not becoming a big business overnight. It takes time. Don't give up and just lean into something that you're super passionate about. Like those are, those are the core principles that I followed and it's working out for me so far. I notice it's, it's not necessarily the moments you're standing on your two feet. It's getting up when you get knocked down. And it sounds like every single roadblock, any kind of thing that gets in your way doesn't really get in the way because you just get right back up and you're just like, okay, I guess we're going to make this work. How are we going to do it? For me, in my entire journey of running the business, not succeeding has actually just never been an option. It's just not been an It's not even something that's in my mindset, right? It's like unbelievably determined to build it into something mega. And we will, and we are, and we're going to, and we're going to do it well. And we it's not going to be easy. There's going to be loads of roadblocks, but 
no way, you know, like I'd need to be six foot underground to stop, you know, and like that's the sort of determination. And so I um, hear your point loud and clear and I fundamentally you know, totally agree with it. You might be six feet underground, but you're just going to claw yourself up anyway. So, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. it'll be right back on the surface. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, totally. Just going hard and hustling and making it work, man. That's amazing. Tom, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story, Gosney's story, and kind of giving us a, a little peek behind the curtain for anyone who wanted to check out more and grab a, a dome, maybe grab some kind of pizza oven to help elevate their culinary experience. Where's the best place for them to go? So anybody that wants to have a look at what I think is so special, gosney.com, G-O-Z anyway, as I need to keep start saying in the US, gozney.com. We've got like loads and loads of incredible content on there, like wood-fired recipes, just amazing food, amazing guest chef videos. And so even if you're unsure and you want to dip your toe in the water, go and check out some of our content, man. It's truly magical stuff. Awesome. Tom, thanks again. Yeah, no worries, man. Thanks for having me, Matt. Hey, Ready Any Podcast listeners, if you enjoyed today's episode, then I would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Eddie Podcast. I'll catch you next week. <laughs>